Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. This is our second edition of the podcast. I've been recording a lot of different episodes, stockpiling them, getting ready for the summer, uh, but this is the second official episode. It will air as kind of a preview of what to of what is to come here in the upcoming weeks, and uh, we're bringing back on the podcast Coach Mark Carson. For those watching on YouTube, you can tell we got a nice new background, courtesy of Chaz Hanna, a former Real Hondo Prep player from the great Hanna family. A lot of Hanna Hondo heritage, if I must say so myself. Thank you so much, Chaz. And uh, Coach Carson is going to come on here. I do have a nice new intro, pretty fresh, if I might add, uh, might say so myself. But uh, it's uh, courtesy of Dr. Chris Albaugh, who's a professional uh, voiceover guy, PA guy uh, specifically. Um, I want Coach Carson to hear this and get his reaction. So uh, let's bring him on the podcast first. We're going to talk about the summer, uh, the upcoming schedule, uh, just uh, any changes uh, in, in the program going on, just kind of the state of the union, if you will, here in the middle of the summer. And we are, man, we got to be less than 50 days away from the season opener against the El Monte Lions. Oh, man, I can't wait. Let's check in with Coach Carson and get his reaction on our new intro music, and a lot of other things. Everything Real Hondo Prep football related, this is the official place to find all of it. Let's bring on Coach. All right, he's back for the midsummer update of the Real Hondo Prep football team, the head coach of Real Hondo Prep, Coach Mark Carson. What's going on, Mark? Hey, nothing much, Matt. Enjoying our summer. How about you? I'm doing great, man. I have been working hard behind the scenes to get this thing rolling. We got a new logo, a new background. We have a new intro to the podcast that I want you to hear and get your reaction from. I've been stockpiling episodes. A lot of big announcements today on the podcast. Um, that's great. Looking forward to it. Hey, you're just, you know, doing what you do, Matt, taking it to the next level. <laughs> well, while, while you guys are in this, uh, are you guys in your down period yet? We are two weeks off or whatever? We have one more week um, and then we give them their break. Uh, we're actually giving them almost three weeks off. And then um, they'll still be on campus weightlifting and uh, running PRPs, which are player run practices. And um, yeah, that'll, that'll be uh, Monday through Friday. And then we start August 8th. Okay. The, the, the voluntary uh, workouts. Yeah. Is, is, <laughs> as voluntary workouts. Oh, I, I get you. I know what you mean. Yeah. PR, PR, PLP. I like that. That's cool. Hey, they're, no, they, they're out here working. So yeah. uh, Mark, before we, before we get to some other topics and I want the fans to hear the new intro of the, of the uh, charge to keep podcast. It's from our good friend, Dr. Alba, who is a PA voice of the Cal State Fullerton Titans. He did my get home safe podcast, but I really like what he did with this one here. So we'll, and the uh, quakes we'll too, right. Is he does, PA the, for the does yeah. currently the quakes as well. He's worked for the Raiders. He's been the Clippers, the Dodgers. So he's a pro and he's a big real Hondo uh, prep football sports fan, man. We got to get him some merchandise. Yeah. Let's hear it. Oh yeah. We'll take care of him. Shoot. Our, our new gear's coming in uh, this week, so. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, here we go, guys, for the new intro to the Charge to Keep podcast that you'll hear before each and every episode. Rio Hondo Prep Football is one of the best kept secrets in all of Southern California. As one of the smallest enrollments year in and year out. The Cares have won 14 CIF championships and have been one of the most successful programs throughout their history. Welcome to A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. And now, bringing you the latest news and content from his alma mater, a CIF champion in 2001. From the class of 2003, here's your host, Matt Hersema. All right, all right, all right. What do you think, Coach? Love it, man. Love it. Who's ready to strap on the helmet right now? Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and you tied in the same song from your uh, Get Home Safe podcast. So if people know, there's a little connection there like that. My, ident my identity, right? No, yeah. I, I got you. I was going to do something else. I'm like, nah, let's You got, let's the, banjo, you got the banjo lead in or whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Thank you, Chris Alba. I, we worked together at uh, Cal State Fullerton. Uh, Mark, you, you worked with him. Just a special guy, huge sports fan. Yeah, great guy. Um, always has great takes on, on uh, sports and um, was all, well, yeah, fun to work with. A pro, but still fun <laughs> at the same time. And uh, Mark, the official uh, logo here of the Charge to Keep podcast, courtesy of 
Chaz Hannah, nice RHP alum from a great Hannah football family. I mean, I, I, I asked him to do something. He threw this together real quick. I can't say thank you enough for that. Hey, um, another pro, man. Uh, Chaz does uh, that logo behind me. He redid our logo, our crest logo, to make it a little more um, from the crest to a little more of a logo to put on the helmet. And, and he refined it. And uh, we love all the work Chaz does. When we uh, yeah. have our new football shirts come out, he did those. And, and yeah, he does a great job. Great guy to have uh, at our beck and call to do what he needs to do, <laughs> make our stuff look good. So. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Yeah. The, uh, it's yeah, from the top. Helped. Yeah. He helped with Ryan McCullough's, his announcements, um, backgrounds for, for social media, Instagram, Twitter. He did those for Ryan. And, and uh, Oh, wow. Well, speaking of Ryan, Mark, about, about an hour ago, I finished recording a episode with Mr. Ryan McCullough, your senior leader, uh, an outstanding young man. I got to tell you for all the high praise you've given to him, it wasn't enough because it was my first interaction with him. What an outstanding young man. And, and it was a opp great opportunity to chat with him for about 45 minutes. You sound like all the college coaches who come through, you know, they, uh, <laughs> they say the same thing, you know, they're always just blown away. Um, first by his size, you know, they'll, they'll look at him and go, wow, you really are, you know, six, three. And, uh, yeah. sometimes a little more colorful language when they see him, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh but then talking to him he's just so easy to talk to and uh such a smart guy which 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 at Rohana you would expect that but um such a smart guy and and fun to talk to easy to talk to so uh always makes a great impression if only we could get UCLA down here to talk to him they'd find that out but <laughs> I don't know if mentioned that or not but um I, I think yeah anyway you, you got high expectations for high expectations for UCLA to make good decisions. I, I, I don't know, Mark, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, no, he talked about his recruiting experience. He talked about um, his family and the Rio experience. What I got out of him, Mark, we hear it from, from guys like you and, and alumni and everything. It was really cool to hear from a current player, basically selling the real Hondo prep football program and why he chose to be here and not go somewhere else. And kind of, kind of being that voice to, those eighth graders and maybe other high school guys out there who are considering real Hondo prep. Yeah, he's uh, obviously he has a great platform um, as being, you know, our team leader first and foremost, but uh, with his um, recognition and, and uh, already in football and his, his recruiting um, all that has obviously led to a higher profile than your average high school football player. And so um, he's handled that with class, uh, dignity, and um, done a great job. And he's a great, yeah, great, great representation of our program. And so couldn't be happier for him that, that it's all working out for him. And he's got so many great options lying ahead. And, um, and the ambassador stuff for our program, we don't even tell him to do that. He just does it. And, uh, but it's great for our program. And yeah, our, our uh, enrollment, our freshman class is going to be our biggest class in real history um including 24 boys and um 40 kids wow. total and so um i think he you know his influence it, it couldn't have hurt it only helped that and um so um looking forward to great things ahead yeah that he will be a featured episode here in a couple of weeks on the charge to keep podcast i have a ton of other uh great podcasts lined up already recorded mark we're ready to go i like being you. prepared yeah yeah, let's get it going. No reason to wait. Uh, just to echo your, your point about enrollment, you know, I recently had uh, Dr. Marsha Johnson on the Get Home Safe podcast, and I asked her about enrollment and, and you know, are there challenges? Can we, can we see the school grow? She was, she was encouraging to, to hear that she's supportive of the school growing and that, uh, you know, I think she, she's a, the right person there at the, at the top of the, the, the organization, the school that, that is, is behind some of your ideas and helping the school grow. Yeah, um, we're never going to be huge, but to get really where we want to be, not just in football, uh, but but across uh, the sports spectrum, um, and we knew we had to grow. And, um, you know, our, we're not going to get huge, but if we can get to, you know, 7th through 12th grade, uh, right around 200 students, that would be, that'd be great. And, and then we're, you know, we'll be able to hire new people, pay the bills, 
and, and uh, most importantly, put out a great product on the court, on the field, whatever sport we're playing, um, with enough enough kids who really want to play and get after it. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And I look forward to you know being able to scrimmage a full eleven on eleven, uh, <laughs> and varsity. That'd be awesome. You know, <laughs> twenty four boys in one in one class is is pretty awesome. Let's let's yeah. try to finish with those twenty four boys or even more in that class. And, and that's a, and it's a great group too. And let me tell you, okay. they're um, we're probably gonna have around 10 of them on the field uh, for varsity games. So okay, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, they're good enough, but we need them, but they're good enough to do it. So, so that's... Well, and, and just to compare, you know, we talked about Ryan McCullough as a senior. As far as senior boys playing football, there, there's not a ton. It's kind of an odd year that way. So you got 24 freshmen. How many b- senior football players are there on this year's team? So there'll be uh, five guys... Who, wow. seniors who play uh, about five or six juniors so right around 10 upperclassmen who, who are young varsity. yeah we're gonna be a young <laughs> you guys <team>. yeah so <laughs> okay baptism by fire for those young guys but um yeah it's only gonna make them better for the future and um yeah with with a team like that last year you were so senior led right and two years before that or 2019 such a senior led team is it tough even though you got the senior of all seniors, Ryan McCullough, does it have, does it change your coaching approach at all? Knowing you're dealing with a, a lot of underclassmen, do you have to kind of raise their expectations or do you got to have to con- come down to meet them? How does it change for you, uh, your coaching style when you have such younger guys on a team? Um, that's a great question. We have to first, um, we can't assume they know anything. Um, with last year's seniors, you know, um, you know, we had a seniors, you know, four of our five starting alignment and our tight end for seniors, for instance, um, our entire backfield, I mean, quarterback and tailback, both receivers were seniors, you know, and on defense, nine of 11 starters were seniors. And uh, a lot of them were going both ways, obviously, but um, there wasn't a lot of explaining to do. They got it. And so it was more just refining, keeping them fresh and healthy with these guys. We got to get down, you know, uh, thank goodness for our junior high program, which preps them does a great job preparing them. Um, so they have some background, but, but we got to really build on that and get them, uh, prepared to play. And so a lot more, less refining and more building, uh, more foundational stuff, so to speak, uh, when it comes to just, um, technique skills, and then our systems on offense, defense, and special teams. Um, but most importantly is I think the confidence factor, um, and that's something that we got, we got to get them, we got to turn them into dogs. And like, hey, even though you're freshmen, you're going to be out there. We got to have, they got to be able to play with confidence um, on Friday nights, you know, under the lights with, yeah. at a varsity level. So that's, that's probably figuring out the way to do that properly, get them uh, to that level of confidence where they can go out and play how we need them to play. And, and Mark, the past year, two couple of years, I haven't had to be very critical of you as a, you know, the, the media guy that I am now, but. You know, when, when those young guys are going to make mistakes and they will make mistakes, uh, I can't get mad at that. I'm, I'm going to have to call out the coaching staff. I mean, I'm going to hey, have to us. hold you guys accountable right now. You know, you got to make hey, those young guys us. better. It's all right. Um, as long as you know, if we go, if we go, you know, nine and oh, it'll be the reverse. So yeah, exactly. No, that was all the kids. They did it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, oh, that's great. Which I should be, you know, and uh, yeah. Uh, we get that. Well, we're looking hard. forward to it, and they're all about it. You know, they're in the weight room, working hard, no complaining. They they love it, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a special group that that the Real Honor Prep family is going to love to watch. Not only this year as young pups, but man, when they get junior senior year, it's going to be it's going to be really exciting. So uh, the the cupboard is not uh, is not bare, as they say. It's uh, it, it's it's loaded and ready to go. Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, uh, I got to tell you, Mark, uh, I've been so busy and I'm so excited really about this new podcast. And I want to give you a preview of some of the things I've been doing. I'm not just going to bring you on and talk to you every week. Uh, When the season starts, I will. But in a way to get people really fired up for the season, I had a few ideas uh, to launch this podcast. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, since I've done them already, I'm going to announce these and even a few that I haven't. I, I, it's like pressure on me to make sure this gets done. So here's a few things I've already recorded. I talked to you about Ryan McCullough already as a player preview, you know, uh, and, and his thing. And we're going to have him back on, I think when he makes his college announcement, if he's up for it. Um, 
So that's something we may do uh, down the road. But I recorded with 1985 graduate RHP football historian, Paul Clark. And you know what we did, Mark? For an hour and a half, we talked about all the RHP greats. We tried to talk about the best defensive players and the best running backs in RHP history. We just, just those two categories. And you okay. couldn't be on both lists. And we okay. each came up with five of our all-time favorite defenders and running backs. So 20 guys. And we must, we must have mentioned 60 dudes from yeah. the 60s all the way till last year. And yeah. we got it down to five guys each. And I can't wait it's going to gonna be, it's going to be controversial. There's yeah. We're going to get an email. How could you say how this guy? Oh, oh man. Yeah. But, but you know what? It'll get us some content. We'll get some hey, listeners. It sounds like great, great content. Always love stirring the pot. And um, yeah, I don't know how it is with you and, and, and how the podcast went, but I can't talk to PC more than two minutes without bursting the laughter over something. The guy's just, <laughs> he's, uh, he's a great real hype man, first of all, but he's just so entertaining and fun to talk to. So, oh, yeah. Well, he you're, personifies. You're, you're, you're listening. He, he personifies. Oh yeah. He personifies that, you know, the, the older we get, the better we were. I mean, he is, <laughs> he is, he is that guy. And yeah. uh, he was telling me stories about, Oh yeah. So telling me the background of guys, he's the perfect guy to do that with. So yeah. uh, I'm going to release that here in, in a couple of weeks to get, to kick this thing off. Basically I was going to do the 29th. I think I'm going to do the 22nd now, July 22nd, which is only Mark it down. less than two weeks. That's yeah. when we start going weekly. And that's probably the first episode that will have a ton of controversy and hopefully listeners email in after that, I'm probably going to do the Ryan McCullough episode on the 29th. When we hit August, August 5th, I haven't recorded this. This is the one I haven't done yet, but I realized in the car the other day, Mark, 2002, this is the 2022 season. Oh my goodness. My senior year was 20 years ago. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, all, dude. That, that's why I'm going bald. Yeah, yeah, this hair's turning gray on my face. So I want to have a sit down with four of my former classmates, Devin Drain, Jordan Ross, Bill Ritter, and Renzo Worrell, and just talk about that 2002 year, winning a championship in 2001, and then being the first class to play mm -hmm. a full season of 11-man football in 2002. It's hard to believe it's been 20 years. You, you were the trailblazers. You were the pioneers. <laughs> Had you kind of yeah. Had to take it on the chin as far as uh, some of our scheme and stuff went, but uh, hey, you guys did it, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. A few of us were lost along the trail, you know, <laughs> as the pioneers. But no, yeah. it was a great, a great time, and real Honda Prep football has come such a long way. So that one I want to do, I want to record. Uh, after that, I have an episode already recorded with Clark Bollinger and Kyle Horton, the voices of real Honda Prep football. Mm. That is going to be really fun for you guys to hear and learn exactly how you can follow the games if you are uh, can't make it and you're out of town. So that's a preview of the episodes here coming up on the Charge to Keep podcast. Those all sound great. Um, it's so fun <laughs> watching film um, with Kyle and Clark in the background. It makes it feel like you're watching a regular game, and it's super cool to watch it because they'll be perched right up in the uh, press box area by uh, Mr. Bray, who's filming the 50-yard um, line camera. And, and so that makes it really fun. And those guys do a great job. I always love they do research and the lot of stats. And, and uh, to hear their voices on the back end of a call is just, is just really cool. You know, it's not yeah. just uh, silence or the crowd noise. You hear someone, you know, like, like Damien's uh, interception return in, in uh, the playoff game at Charter Road last year with Clark going crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just really cool. Well, he had that like call and, and David Stone has landed its mark or whatever on, you know, on Goliath. We, we talk about that in that episode. Yeah. You're going to, you guys are going to love it. Um, I just, I'm psyched, man. And, and uh, this is going to be at, after that, we will then probably August 19th, bring you back and give a preview of the El Monte Lions and kind of talk about, you know, the season starting and everything. So that is the tentative schedule for the charge to keep podcast. Uh, Mark, let's, let's, talk about the summer right now um first of all fourth of july just just happened uh how was your independence cell independence day celebration uh the, kind of the middle of the summer uh celebration that we have every year oh yeah it was great uh we went to uh the dewardy fireworks show on the third uh which was really good um and then we watched from the roof of our house um 
it was really cool. The Monrovia fireworks show on the 4th, and, and uh, you were able to see kind of a lot of vantage point of the San Gabriel Valley and see uh, fireworks shows and just people doing their own shows. Uh, we know how it is in the SGV. Uh, fireworks all over the place. So it was fun and a great time with family and friends. Uh, had over a couple barbecues. It's all good. I was you? appalled. I was appalled at all the illegal fireworks going off. We have yeah, laws. It's, they it's they must What's be followed. <laughs> they was left, you know what? 1776, there were laws and those they were broken. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, uh, anyway, exactly. um, Mark, on that note, why is, I've asked you uh, before, but wh why is patriotism such a big part of Rio Hondo prep football? You got the American flag on, on the helmets. You guys are perfect uh, at, at attention for the, the national anthem. Why is patriotism such a big part of the program? Football is one of the things, uh, one of the few things that sets our country apart um, from everybody else in the world. No one else in the world plays high school football or football at any um, level outside of, you know, a semi-pro or adult league in other countries or whatever. No one plays youth football. Um, so it's uniquely American that way. Um, I think it's a great opportunity to instill the love for country um, with our guys by doing the national anthem, by making that important, uh, putting the flag on our helmet, putting the flag on our, our workout gear, um, just to, to help them remind them that, that yeah, playing here, uh, playing football is a privilege, and it's a privilege because you live in, kind of tying it in, in the greatest country on earth, and you guys are the only ones who get to do that. Um, and then uh, of the, all the kids their age in America, you whittle that down even more. And, and uh, not because obviously not everyone chooses to play. And um, then you get to choose to play. You're choosing to play football. And then you get to play at a great school like Rio. And uh, with all the support we have and tradition. And so I just think it's just kind of an opportunity to, to let them know that they're doing something special and, and that we live in a great country. I don't know if there's a way to do this, but I, I would I would pretty much guarantee that if you were to ask almost every member of the military, past and present, if they played high school football, I would be shocked if it was if it was below 90%. I, I bet yeah. most of our military played football, other sports too, but played high school football. The challenge, the brotherhood, the the toughness, the the conditioning, yeah. it all kind of fits into what they end up doing. Yeah, and it, it's uh military, you get um I would guess a lot of the guys who enlist, you know, young guys as well as officers played played high school football, um, and that's another aspect of the patriotism. I think I think football is it more than more than any other sport. You have those combative elements, um, and the brotherhood really matters, and so that that's another reason that I think patriotism ties in so well. Um, but yeah, whether you go to the military or whatever line of work you do, um, lessons learned learned on the gridiron. Um, can't be taught any other way. And uh, it's a really cool thing that set, separates us, our country from everybody else, I think. And so I wanna I want be proud of that and make sure the guys understand that. Big time. And there's been a, a ton of real players. I always say football because everyone plays everything, but, but this is football. And uh, a lot of real, ex-real football players that have gone on great military careers. Bill Lee, who was just on, Maynard Bajorquez, West Point graduate. Uh, BJ Jacobs was in the Navy. Was he Navy SEALs? Navy I think. Seal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan, Dan Pastor, uh, wow. serving in the military. Yeah. Bill Baumgartner, uh, Dan Baumgartner, excuse me. Uh, Sean Piper. I mean, just a ton of guys, Force, even just yeah, recently. Yeah. You know, so it, it's really a tribute to, um, to them, but, but also in, in their time at RHP. So when I see you guys do things right, man, I'm just, again, one of the many reasons I'm proud of the program for you. Uh, paying attention to those to those little details. Hey, we like to say uh, we like to win the national anthem, as they say. So when we're lined up looking sharp, and you look across the way, and, and they're standing haphazardly, um, maybe not even paying full attention, uh, we know, and they look across and see us. Um, we already know we we got we got to beat at least psychologically uh, that way. So yeah, and and it's and it's a moment to just for two minutes to kind of. Forget everything you got to do and just kind of right. think about show something some, else too. Show some gratitude, show some respect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, you guys opened the season August 26th against the El Monte Lions. Um, unfortunately, a couple of weeks ago, there was some news about two El Monte police officers uh, who were killed in the line of duty. Um, again, running into uh, 
a situation to try to help people. And unfortunately they lost their lives. Uh, would you care to comment on um, just what that has meant? Did you guys feel, I mean, it didn't happen that, that far from campus and you guys are going to be playing El Monte week, week one here. I mean, did, did anybody feel kind of that sadness around the campus or kind of what are your thoughts on what happened? Yeah. Um, it kind of hit close to home in that um, we had, uh, first of all, yeah, you hear some El Monte PD. Um, you know, we had one of our graduates, Cody Cal, and I believe his brother, Sean, now is there working there too on SWAT. Um, wow. And, and you hear something like that, you're like, and their death, and, and they haven't come out with names. All of a sudden, you start wondering. Um, so it didn't hit that close to home as far as an RHP connection, but um, my wife works at an elementary school in El Monte, and um, her longtime friend, my wife's been there over 20 years, and, and so is this. Um, this lady who's been there at the school as well, she's, she's more of an administrator, um, but her, it was her son-in-law who, who was one of the officers killed. And so uh, when you hear that, obviously it, it uh, makes a tragic situation to anybody, but it, it brings it, it hits home. And um, yeah, as far as playing El Monte and, and being so close, you know, it's, it's uh, I think that the the guy who was shot, he was a product mm -hmm. of El Monte schools, went to a Royal High School in El Monte. Um, but yeah, you definitely um, feel their pain. Um, not that you can empathize 100% because it's not, it's not your, your family or anything, but when you know someone that close, and yeah, you know, as far as close to proximity to campus, it's probably less than five miles from, from where we're at. So. Definitely. Yeah, I, I immediately, when I heard El Monte PD, it was my first thought. Well, Cody Cal works for Omani PD or did at one point. And um, yeah, to hear his brothers on in there too. Um, I immediately thought of that that's why I wanted to find out names and um, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't them, but um, Joseph Santana and uh, Michael Parides, the two officers, both of them, El Monte natives. I have a friend who happened to went to high school with one of the guys, you know, at, at Arroyo. Yeah. So it's just, it's a small world and it really, it makes you just appreciate the little, the littlest of thing. Hey, like you said a few minutes ago, we get the opportunity to go out and play football. We get to, this isn't life or death. This is right. just something we're passionate about. And um, yeah, for it to happen so close was just, was just a tragedy. So sad to hear that uh, Claudia kind of was connected yeah. there in a way. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, never like hearing that, but yeah, when it's someone, you know, that's going through it, it makes it extra difficult. And uh, thank you to all those uh, law enforcement officers out there who, who you know in the line of fire and uh none of us really question whether we're going to get home you know we didn't enter our mind when we go to work but those guys got to deal with that every day uh but i tell yeah. you man if, if it's a guy like michael or um even cody cal man those you you give them a call those are the kind of guys you want to come to help um so i've got to appreciate those guys yeah, it's at a ton of, again, RHP graduates, a ton of them go into uh, law enforcement. So uh, that's a big reason I'm so such a big advocate for them. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, but just a tough thing. A tough thing to talk about, but I thought we'd mention it here. Um, mm -hmm. Mark, how was the how was the passing league uh, games? You guys, you had a few games in, in June. I saw a little footage, saw a little, you can't yeah. learn much from t-shirts and shorts, but what, what were the uh, games like for you? Yeah, it's it's good work for our uh, skill skill guys on offense and our DBs really on defense. Uh, we don't put as much stock into it as other programs do because uh, we're going to run the ball 80% of the time. Um, but it's good, good practice. So uh, yeah, we had, we had five different uh, seven on sevens and, and the cool thing was seeing the progression. Our first one uh, <laughs> was two days after we got out of school had really no practice and we were horrible uh, as you might expect. And, and the last one we did, um, on Wednesday, uh, we looked a lot better uh, in both sides of the ball, and so um, it's fun to see the progression. But yeah, don't don't we don't get too excited either way because it's not it's not football. No, and because you know my favorite pass defense mark is tackling the quarterback. Like I think that's <laughs> if you don't let him throw the ball, then they can't exactly. catch it and run far. You know, so exactly. that's my the best defense against a passing offense. But uh, when you can't blitz and and you know have a great pass rush in these passing right. tournaments. You can't really learn a whole lot there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, you, we'll be sitting back there patting the ball four seconds, five seconds. I'm like, you're not going to be able to block 42 that long. I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> not, 
Yeah, exactly. They used to have a whistle like at four seconds or whatever, but some of the, yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, it's just, I mean, it, it, it's cool. We, we usually just, we try to get it with teams that are kind of like-minded where it's just, you know, chance to get reps and get better. Um, so everyone we, we participate in those with it. My dad one time, who's, you know, biggest football fan out there, I, he, he was always making fun of soccer and he's just like, ah, oh, it's soccer. It's track with a ball, you know? Yeah, and then he yeah. see, he'll see like flag football. He's like, that's not football. <laughs> so no. it's kind of passing leagues kind of that way. Who did you guys end up playing uh, for those, those couple of games? So La Cunada twice, Bosco twice, um, and Baldwin Park. So just five. Wow. Just five, that's it. Okay. Very cool. Well, uh, and you guys are done with all that, right? You're on your break and then yeah. you'll get practices going in August, right? Yeah. We have a week longer of practice and then, um, then we have our break. Yes. Now, 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 since you guys, you guys cannot play in pads, right? Practice. No. So, so what do you pretty much focus on? You could still, you still run plays and everything, but it's kind it's gotta be like half speed without gear on what, what is kind of the emphasis and the focus before you put pads on? Yeah, well, right now it's been a lot of the seven-on-seven stuff, so our passing game. Um, now we're going to start switching gears to our run game, which is the base of all we do offensively. And then defensively, same thing. We're marrying what they're doing. So um, we do some skill work, right, um, tackling our tackle wheels or against pads or whatever, um, and they're doing position drills. But scheme-wise, it's, it's all been pass defense and pass offense. So now it, it, it kind of switches over to um, – and we have kind of ways we do it with, with pads and stuff where uh, installing our run game and which is, which is the, the, our cornerstone of what we do and then defending the run too, you know, getting your gap fits right and, and uh, alignment and so forth like that. And, and a lot of the boring drills that, you know, yeah. the, the, that are, that seem they're not that important, but uh, right. the, the, the TOC, the turnover circuit, scoop and score, mm -hmm. uh, catching the ball at the highest point, all that kind of stuff, right? The, the detail right. type stuff is what you're doing in the summer. Right. And kind of pre preview the drills. And so when we come back in August, uh, we don't have to re-explain it. We just hop right into it and go. And uh, yeah. So let me ask you, you guys haven't had a summer trip in a while, but now that you've been the head coach, has there been a challenge really, or even when you were an assistant, was it harder during summer trip years when, you know, say you'd be in Europe somewhere? I mean, could you practice uh, and the, on the summer trip, or, or yeah. was it harder when you didn't have a summer trip versus when you do have uh, some do have a summer trip? Yeah, there's benefits, right? The, the team building and bonding on a trip is great, but football is, is very hard to get anything really practical done. So um, we were grateful, especially with a, a young group like we have this year, to have the time with them on campus, on the field, getting um, installed football stuff. It would have been very difficult to show up uh, with you know after a trip and try to. Uh, wrangle this group of of youngsters to get them ready so um it, it, we're glad it worked out that way yeah sure no it's 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 interesting you know back in the day we, like we got off the plane at europe and it was like all right we'll see you in a week or so for football yeah. and it's like you did push-ups you ran a little bit here and there but yeah. that was it now it's now it. the summer when you're when you're back it's like let's let's lift some weights let's run some routes right yeah and so yeah and this has been our second summer with our our uh, new weight room and so it's been awesome and we can work out um, 24 guys in an hour. And uh, so we do one, one workout session before, one workout session after practice. Everyone gets a lift in four days a week. Um, and it's gotta be organized still because the weight room's not 10,000 square feet. But um, if we were organized and we're working, then they're getting great work in. And, and we also have open weight room times. If, we, if guys don't, you know, we, we don't hit something they wanna hit, they can come back and do that. So that's been yeah. huge. And, uh, uh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try to get down to a summer workout or a practice too here in August when things get rolling to, you know, report back to the fans. They got to get a little yeah. insight behind the scenes, if you will. And yeah. hey, you come out on a Wednesday night. Even, hey, hey, the cares did not look sharp today. Ball was on the ground. Yeah. All practice. You know, we, we got it's all about the access, the access yes. to the program right hey, now. You have full access, man. You know what I was doing? I was doing, uh, I, I was, I looked on there. I was like, okay, let me not just cause I like things to look official. And I know you give me full access, but I was looking for like, okay, how can I make like a press pass type thing? And so I was looking at, you know, I online, it's amazing. You go down a rabbit hole real quick. All of a sudden it, all of a sudden it was taking me towards like, Oh, you can make fake IDs here. And I'm like, Hey, Hey, <laughs> kid, no, that's not yeah. what I want to do. Anyway, we're going to see, we're going to see you on the sideline at SoFi pretty soon for a Rams game with your fake uh, press pass. 
Hi, I'm Matt. How do you get on there? I'm an official media member. Yeah, you just that's all right. My own podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Press pass. You haven't heard of the charge yeah. to keep? Oh, you got to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, some some break breaking news. It happened a while ago, but I reached out to Coach Chris Smoke of Pasadena Poly to see if he wanted to come back on the podcast, talk Rio and and Poly, and he's like, "Hey, I'm really sorry, but I've moved to Tennessee and taken a coaching job there." So he was a fan favorite, even a real fan favorite last year of his podcast. His praise for the program. He's moved on, and Polly has a new coach. For those that don't know. Yeah, great guy, man. Uh, we're gonna miss Chris. Um, made the rivalry even more fun, uh, just because he he is such a good coach and um, but a good guy too. So so um, he, he's someone that you you um, had to like, even though you wanted to beat the tar out of him, right? Um, so we're gonna miss that, you know. And uh, pretty much, and and he took, um, as far as I know, a couple of the assistants who who have been there a while are gone too. And so um, it's uh, sad to see that 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 era, this era of the Holly Rio rivalry come to an end. But sounds like he's got a great gig in um, in Tennessee, small small town outside of uh, private school outside of Nashville. And uh, sounds like it, it fits him more. You know, he's a music dude and uh, fits his values kind of really well. And so I'm happy for him, and I think he's going to do really well there. Yeah, I definitely. I told him we ever bring a, a summer trip by, we got to we got to get up, meet up, and throw or whatever. He's like, oh yeah, we'll make that happen. So yeah, maybe next year. Fantastic. Oh man, yeah, I had no idea when I interviewed him last year what it would be like. But he was so gracious, has such high praise for Rio. His kids went to care. I mean, yeah. uh, and then when he ended the conversation, hey, I help Rio goes nine and one every year. I was like, you're the classiest dude I've ever hated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I don't hate him, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so what do we know about the, the new poly coach, the new pal? Is it, is it someone from within? Yeah, he's been, he's been with their program. So I, we expect a lot of the same, uh, as far as their scheme goes. Um, and I'm sure he's going to do a great job. Um, my daughter was actually at a, a, a soccer camp over the summer over there and I bumped into him and, and we talked a little bit. So it, it'll be good. It'll be good. Nice. Nice. Well, that, uh, that game is uh, a few weeks into the season, which will be a rivalry week for sure. We'll do something special for that. Um, that is a road game this year, right? Yeah, September 16th. Um, it's uh, going to be a night game at South Pass, actually. So. Oh, okay, okay, all yeah. right, under the lights. Okay, yeah. I love it. I dig it. Beautiful, which, as, which, as football which, is supposed to be. Yeah, which is – um, interesting just in the fact that smoke when he was coaching he said because they get south pass every year for one game and he said we'll never play rio um at south pass because we want to get them out of their element and so <laughs> we always play night games so we're always playing rio friday at two at poly um so you already know the the coach the regime has already changed and, and, and okay <laughs> look hey nothing, nothing wrong with gamesmanship Come yeah, on. You yeah. gotta love it. You gotta love you know, it. I, I never um, minded those two o'clock poly games, you know, go over there, take care of business, you know, hit old town uh, Pasadena for dinner. And we always worked out real well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's always, it was nice. Hey, Chris Smokey after, had an, usually after, after what? W, so. <laughs> oh, usually after a W that's right. And Chris Smoke, <laughs> Hey, give him credit. He had a nice win streak over real Hondo prep for a while. And then well, the tables turned and then you're, yeah. you're on a good one now. So, Hey, the rivalry is alive and well. Yes, sir. We wish Coach Smoke nothing but the best. Mark, let's talk about your schedule. Um, that's mm -hmm. always fun to kind of break down. First off, you open with the El Monte Lions uh, on August 26th at home. Um, at El Monte has at least one game before that. Looks like on the 19th, they're playing at Pomona High School. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I may, I may head over there and, and check out the Lions. But uh, there's been some coaches changes for the El Monte Lions, right? Yeah, yeah. So their whole staff uh, moved over to Sierra Vista High School, um, and the new staff is, I think, by and large, came from um, Sure High School. So you're going from a, at least offensively, a uh, double wing team to a spread, and so uh, kind of night and day as far as what they're going to present. Um, but um, tough, hard-nosed kids, you know, Monty, and um, I think it'll be a good game, and and, and hopefully a rivalry game we can kind of keep for a few years here has this game ha, have there been efforts to put this game on the on the real schedule for quite some time 
Um, we had reached out, um, I think before, but just couldn't make it happen. You know, they have this opening and we have this opening. So you gotta have, you gotta have the same, everyone will say, oh, we want to play so-and-so. Well, it's got to line up <laughs> where you have an opening and they have an opening on the same week. So, sure. yeah, um, I don't think we had tried though too hard, but, um, maybe reached out once before and, and this time it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've, uh, you played a Royal, you've played Arcadia, you played Charter Oak in the playoffs. I mean, uh, El Monte has had great success the past few years. So this is a great game. I think it's a great game to play in week one for you guys, your first opponent. So, uh, because I, I think even though it's uh it's spread, I, I think, I think El Monte's going to, going to be a little physical. They always have, even though they got a different offense yeah. now, but I think it's gonna be a physical football game. Yeah. Well, that's what we're expecting too. And, and uh, like, it'll be fun. I think it'll be, yeah, everyone will be excited. They'll bring a good crowd, hopefully, and, and uh, it should be fun. We will uh, definitely preview that game on the 19th for our final episode before the season starts. Uh, you guys are not playing what's called week zero. When the se- There's 11 weeks in the season, one through 10, mm-hmm. plus the week zero, August 19th. Uh, why not play that week? Did you just feel you kind of need more practices to start your season on the 26th? Yeah, um, like I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, we have about 10 upperclassmen. Um, and so we just think it, it's kind of, um, uh, a nine game schedule works better for us this year. And we have our, our break in week, uh, seven with science camp already. Um, and so we, you know, we got to make it through the season. And so just being smart about how we schedule, uh, when we have the horses, uh, we'll schedule 10 and, and you know, schedule accordingly. But, um, that, that was the main reason. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. And, and, um, yeah, to have that buy in the middle of the season too is important. And yeah, a lot of schools run into that week zero game and it's like, okay, back to the drawing board. So, uh, yeah. season opening on the 26th, it's uh, plus you get a little more preparation, more practice. That's good. Uh, yeah. on September 2nd, you guys host the Linfield Christian Lion back to back Lions to start the season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Two home games, two lion opponents. Of course, uh, you know you know Linfield Christian Christian well. Uh, so so back to back home games to start the year against. Uh, you guys beat them up pretty good last year, didn't you? Yeah, we did. They were young, so um, Coach Burns, I, I think, will have them them chomping at the bit to get after us this year. Kind of the tables have turned. You know, they're going to have the veteran team, and we're going to be the young team. So it'll be a good challenge, and uh, always well coached, physical football. Um, they're going to mm-hmm. want to run the ball. And so that, that'll be a fun game to uh, see them again. Yeah. Well, two, uh, and, and I, two home games to start the year. And I think, you know, they won't, you probably fingers crossed, knock on wood. Hopefully you won't have the cancellation that you had last year. I I'm hoping that stuff is, uh, is behind us. We think it's all, all behind us, at least in the football community. I think it is who knows about the general public, but I think, uh, Football coaches have all moved on. Yeah, you, for you, sure. You go seven on sevens and all that. There's no one's in a mask. <laughs> no one's distancing. No one's, you know, it's none of that nonsense. So. Well, if I'm looking at the schedule correctly, just so fans are aware, um, there's only four Rio home games of the nine. And yep. two of them are right off the bat week one and two. So if you want to get out to Rio games, uh, you, you better get out there quick because, uh, you know, after week two, there's only two home games left in, in, of the remaining eight weeks, of course, with a buy in there, no time to really settle in and and wait for a home game. So, um, that was partly in due in place of, of, uh, um, a school who I'll mention who, who, who owed us a home game and dropped out. And so to replace them, we could only get a road game, um, a a local school who I won't mention who we played last year, but, um, (laughs) So we, we were hoping to have five and four, um, but when we this school dropped us, we had to find uh, someone, and the only game we can get is on the road. Um, yeah. So, and, and yeah, you missed those first two. I doubt you're going to want to uh, head out to Boron for the game three. So Yeah, game three, Boron. That trip you make every other year, Mark, it's it's good preparation for maybe a possible playoff long trip. I mean, you guys have been playing the Boron Bobcats for so many years now. Yeah, nothing but respect for them. Um, they have a great tradition. You know, think of, of uh, RHP setup in that um, very small school, but it's it's their number one program at their school and um, very remote, probably one of the most remote towns in, in our whole state. 
um, just built around the mining town there. And uh, <laughs> you can imagine the kind of kids they get, kids whose, whose parents are miners or there's a military base nearby. And so you can imagine what kind of kids you're playing against out there. They're going to be hard-nosed, tough kids. And so um, we always like it. And, and we just like that they'll play us. Good yeah. years, bad years, they'll play us. And so we, we want to honor that. And so that's why we're playing them. No, for sure. Yeah, you got to honor that. It's been a nice little friendly rivalry. That's uh, it's nice to do a road trip, at least one one big one yeah, a year. Yeah, you get a long road trip out of the way, and it's not a, uh, I mean, not a uh, vacation destination like some parents might like, but um, <laughs> it's good. And like you said, it's good rehearsal for if you got to if you got to take a road trip in the in the playoffs, a longer trip, you have that kind of experience under your belt. Yeah, after that <laughs> long trip, you got uh, so three home games, three away games road games in a row after the two games at home at Boron at Pauly. We just mentioned uh, the 16th. Uh, it's a, fr- so it'll be a Friday night at South pass, right? Not a Saturday right. night or something. Right. Okay, cool. So fourth game of the season, if you got to get to an away game, that's definitely the one to get to at uh, South Pasadena high school, Pasadena Pauly. Uh, then you guys have a quick turnaround. You play at Savannah high school in Anaheim uh, on a Thursday uh, for Thursday your third road game in a row. Yeah. yeah, they have a, yeah, they have a um, kind of a district field set up. And so they rotate Thursday night, Friday night uh, for their home field. I think they have three schools that, that share the same facility. So uh, Thursday night at Savannah High School. Very cool. You come back uh, to home for a home game the last day in September, hosting Glendale. Pretty, that's a pretty big, uh, big school enrollment, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, big school. And they're kind of up and coming programs. So we'll see. Um, I think that's going to be our homecoming game as well. Our uh, okay. got to solidify that with the care care girls program because they kind of pick pick the date they <laughs> want. But uh, I'm pretty sure that's the date we're going to settle on is that home that September 30th game with uh, Glendale. Homecoming in September, kind of kind of odd, yeah. but hey, that, it also makes yeah. sense. Yeah, Glendale, I love their their uh, their stadium, man. Loyola High School plays there. I've been to a few games there. That's yeah, yeah. We played there before. Um, okay, other other schools, not them. And yeah, great setup. And uh, so hopefully if, if they keep us on, we'll, we'll be happy to travel out there next year. Well, it's nice having schools semi-close. You know, Rio Honda used to travel in two hours to go play a game. It's nice when these schools in the area are like, yeah, we'll play you. Because then, yeah, you're yeah, saving and, some gas money. And and you're, you're getting the JV game in. So you can get the JV mm. game in, which is always on a different day now. Um, no one plays JV on the same day anymore. So um, to really make that happen you got it you got to place people close so i think we're definitely all, our schedule is only going to shrink as far as the geographic uh, radius of who we play um because everyone's playing jv on or frosh whatever on different days so it's just how it is now oh come on man we, you, know, you can't go to avalon or templeton anymore like <laughs> yeah well so like the boron game um they don't have a jv so so that's why that kind of works and we're playing uh i think the jvs are playing ontario christian that week so so that kind of works, but um, yeah. Got to get yeah. Ontario Christian on the schedule. I've been saying it for years. I mean, I don't understand why that, maybe they don't want to play. I don't know what the deal is. I thought that would, that would be a very be good. Uh, yeah. And yeah. They're, they're, they're only getting better. I think so. It'll be good. Old school, old school, uh, back from the sixties, right. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The 70s? The old, uh, Academy league or whatever it was. <laughs> okay. So Glendale, uh, September 30th, then you get a nice buy uh, strategically placed before the three, League games, I think that's pretty wise there, Mark. Although the boys are going to science camp, uh, maybe to condition in that mountain air, we'll say. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of rest up, heal up, but they'll do some conditioning. And <laughs> yeah. and uh, our, our freshmen go to Arizona that week. Um, but uh, I'll be up probably with the with the upperclassmen and we'll be training a little bit to stay in shape. Really just gives your chance, cool. uh, your body a chance to heal too. And um, it's, yeah, yeah, I think a bye is good. I think a bye in the middle of the season like that's really good. So that then uh, we got three games left and it's it's it, there's no real uh, nowhere cupcakes here. You guys go to Viewpoint, which is in Calabasas. Not an easy trip, especially on a Friday, you know, afternoon. You got to get all the way up there. So uh, tough lead, travel, yeah. tough yeah. travel. Yeah, tough travel. Yeah. And um, Viewpoint was down last year. We think they'll be better. And um, the uh, actual location of that that game is TBA because they don't play okay. at their at their school. And so. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure that gets posted on Max Preps and our website as soon as that's up. Um, Definitely. Then, yeah, and and so our and then yeah, then we host Brentwood. Um, 
who's got a great great young quarterback. He was good last year as a sophomore, junior this year. And um, between them and then Campbell Hall the next week, we got we to gotta finish one or two to get in the playoffs, which is better than last year. Last year, we had to finish uh, uh, number one in that group. So um, to guarantee a playoff spot this year, the top two will get in, guaranteed. Oh, really? Okay. What, 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 was, what happened there? Is that just a bigger league or something? So Gold Coast um, used to include Sierra Canyon and Paraclete. And then the, the other four teams, the four teams, uh, or the other three plus us made four, battled out for the third spot. Sierra Canyon and Paraclete left. And so now it's only four of us who make up the league. And if you have a four oh. team, the top two get in. Oh, okay. So, okay. So it's not all in. Okay. That's interesting. A um, little better scenario. I mean, basically you got to win two out of three games. There could yeah. be scenarios that it's, you know, uh, and then Campbell Hall, Campbell Hall being the last game of the year, that could be for all the marbles. That'll be fun. And uh, from what we've heard they're they loaded up on transfers. So they're going to be good. again. <laughs> really good. So. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah. Where's that game going to be played? Do you know? That's at their hope that they play on campus. Oh, they do. Is no longer yep. Birmingham High School? No, and yeah, they they put bleachers. Everyone sits on the same side of the field. Um, I think there's a gap between the home and visitors. I went there to, to scout last year. It's actually a pretty cool setup. Um, it's kind of like Care Park where there's no track around it. You're right on top of the field. Um, nice. They have lights. You play, you're playing at night. Um, it's, it's artificial surface. Um, but yeah, right there, right off the, uh, whatever that is, the 134. Uh, we yeah. always did and a good setup. So I, I think um, hopefully it's for all the marbles. Yeah, we'll see. Beautiful, beautiful campus. And I got to say, man, those three teams, you're, two of them you're traveling to, Viewpoint in Calabasas, Brentwood in, in Brentwood, and then uh, Cam Campbell Hall in uh, Van Nuys or whatever. Hollywood, but North Hollywood, North Hollywood yeah. beautiful campus. Beautiful. I mean, those yeah, are you, some uh, yeah, expensive 40, schools. <laughs> you charge 40 plus K a year tuition, you better have a beautiful campus. <laughs> Not quite uh, what the real Hondo tuition is. Not even, not even yeah. kind of close, which is separates ballpark. Rio. No, yeah. for sure. And and uh, the Rio experience, I would put up against any of those. Well, that is your schedule and for the twenty twenty two season. Our campus, if you haven't been down lately, is uh, man, it's been totally revamped. If you haven't been down there, you got to check it out. And uh, finishing touches are going on as we speak, and it'll be ready to go for school in August. So. Yeah, I will definitely. You got to check it out. I'll head down there sometime real soon. I want to, and I'll I'll do some videos and little little yeah. clips for for the fans out there. But uh, yeah, with no care youth league at care at Rio anymore. It's all at Irwindale, so mm -hmm. it's just Rio. And so when you're practicing and working out, there's nothing else really going on. So parking right. should be fine. If uh, some fans want to come out and watch yeah. a, some practices, even come out to practice anytime. Yeah, sounds anytime. great. Well, Mark. Thanks for doing this. The preview of the 2022 schedule and uh, kind of a some updates on the get uh, excuse me the charge to keep podcast with our schedule, which starts weekly July 22nd, almost Let's one go. month from the opening kickoff. Mark, yeah. So this way, I won't have to bother you all the month of August. Just grab you in like August 19th, and uh, okay. and uh, and we'll do another episode previewing the Lions and the upcoming season. Hey, yeah, Matt. Um... I know you want to, I know you mentioned you might want to talk some personnel. Did you want to talk any personnel before we got off or you going to say? Sure. That? Do you have, do you have time? Uh, you know, I don't want to burn your time. Yeah, maybe, You're chasing I mean, around we can't kids go through everybody, but uh, just, just, just building off our summer. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. real quick, real quick on that note. So I looked on there, I was talking about the roster and uh, for, for an updated roster on maxpreps.com, the real Hondo uh, uh, page mm -hmm. or whatever. And we will have an updated roster after some event next week right yeah well we're passing out uniforms and everything next week so by the end of the week uh rather than go in there and go, going back and forth adding changing numbers we just wait till we get everyone has the numbers and we have the heights and weights and know who's on varsity yeah so um by the end of the week we'll have an updated roster on there gotcha so talk to us about uh some of the personnel like you said yeah, a, just, a, a young group fun. right yeah young group but um Obviously, you guys have heard about Ryan, but but a uh, uh, few other seniors: Anthony Hernandez, Zane Fruitwalla, um, Cody Nelson, um, have really stepped up and, and been shown great leadership out out uh, on the field and in the weight room all summer. So I wanted to recognize those guys. Um, our QB, um, you guys are gonna love watching our QB. Um, 
a junior, Armando Carvajal, who, uh, like a QB back in the early 2000s, not the tallest guy on the field, um, <laughs> but smart football player. And unlike that QB, said QB uh, in the early 2000s, he has some wheels. And so um, he can throw and, and he's going to be a threat outside the pocket. And uh, so he's going to be really fun to watch. And um, him connecting with uh, one of our young receivers, a, a sophomore, Nate Curtis, they worked really well this summer together. Then um, defensively, uh, we're still figuring, putting the pieces together, but uh, we think we're going to be really good on defense. Uh, I would say LB is probably our weakest position group right now, but hopefully by the time we um, get through August practices, they'll be good. And, and, and that LB D-line group, uh, Ryan McCullough, Colby Johnson, Josh Tapplinger, Anthony Hernandez, who I met, mentioned, Aaron Size, who started one of our, uh, not, one of our two, not our, yeah, two non-seniors who started last year. Um, an outside linebacker, he's back. Um, our secondary is going to be almost all new. Um, we might even have two freshman corners, Calodro Chico, uh, brother of 2000, whatever that was, five, four, graduate. Uh, no, eight. When was, when was Doe? Dominico was, oh, I'm sorry. Dominico was like 2015. Yeah, his brother, uh, younger brother, Calodro, is going to probably might end up starting at one of our corners. Uh, along with Yannick Diaz, another uh, name Rio fans might recognize. Um, his older brother, Damien, was a quarterback last year. Uh, they might be our starting corners, two freshmen. So um, wow. that's going to be exciting. And um, I'm sure I'm leaving someone out, but I, I just want, want, want the, the fan base, the Rio family to know that um, it's going to be an exciting young group. We lost a lot, and the guys that graduated were awesome football players. But come out and see these guys um, grow right before your eyes, and you'll see them get better from the start of the game to the end of the game even. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And you get to see one of the best players um, in the San Gabriel Valley and Ryan McCullough uh, step on the field. So that's going to be worth your price of admission, which probably is going to go up. Uh, we're going to switch our ticketing over to, to uh, um, paperless and uh, get an app signed up. And so just so fans are ready. Um, okay. Yeah, it's probably, we'll, we'll make that announcement, though, but uh, tickets are probably going to go up to 10 bucks and it's going to be the um, through an app. So you just show up and show your, your tickets we want to make sure our fans are all ready for that too absolutely no that's that's good information to know and uh you know uh two things from your comments there uh first of all when i talked to ryan mccullough he had some very high praise for mr nate curtis in the weight room he said he's pushing some weight around that even ryan wasn't doing at his age mm -hmm. so uh is he uh is he being uh you know 100 accurate there is yeah, nate curtis is. yeah he is yeah nate's nate's one of several guys uh same thing who are yeah, very impressive in there. And so nice. it's funny. I don't know if it's because of the air conditioning or what, but uh, guys just never <laughs> want to leave the weight room. Um, you know, when it's 98 degrees outside and 65 in the weight room, maybe that's why they want to stay. But uh, I think that it's works. just, it's, it's kind of, um, the culture is just kind of uh, evolving into this thing that, man, that's where you're at. If you're on campus and yeah. you're not doing something uh, immediately, you're in the weight room and in the team room's right next to it. So they can be next door chilling and getting a, a protein shake or watching TV or whatever, or, uh, <laughs> and then go lift. And so it's created a really cool vibe for the guys. And uh, yeah, but Great. it's probably the, the 65 degree air conditioning that, that uh, is the main reason. Keep, it, keep okay. it cool in there. Keep it cool yeah. as we get the work done. And, and, and your comment on that, that quarterback in the, in the early two thousands, uh, <laughs> I want to say as far as accuracy goes, one of the most accurate, handoff guys in the history of the program not, not a better not a better backwards pitch uh in the history of the program in rhp i, I firmly firm believer on that and your play actions and your fakes <laughs> and your uh yeah hey you threw a good deep ball though yeah i kind of give you guys a misconception of hey we can just throw a deep uh, every now and then and be all right yeah no 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 you need an actual like pocket and uh play action and actual passing calls yeah Oh, 20 years ago. What a nightmare. Trailblazers, trailblazers. <laughs> Try <laughs> baptism by fire. Like your, like your yeah. freshmen this are going to have to be this year. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, yeah. I can't, I cannot stop talking RHP football with you. I could do it year round for hours, but uh, yeah. I'll let you get uh, back to it. I'm excited. July 
22nd weekly episodes. We're going to air them on Friday nights. And then once the season starts, we'll do our little uh, game recaps, probably Sundays and just release them those, those days. So that's what's in store for the charge to keep podcast. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. All right, Mark, we'll talk soon. Good luck. Enjoy the rest of the summer and uh, man, get those boys ready. Yes, sir. Well, I say it every episode, but I'm ready to kick this thing off. Let's go, Hondo. Hope you guys are ready for some real Hondo prep football starting August 26th in Irwindale uh, at Care Park. Now, only two home games to start the year and then two more home games throughout the season. So there's only four home games. So make sure if you're going to get out to a game, you do it early and often. Uh, tickets are up a little bit, 10 bucks. That's not that bad. Uh, as far as everything else goes price-wise, that's not that bad of an increase. So it's 10 bucks and it's going to a good cause supporting the real Hondo prep football program. But as a reminder for the content here on the charge to keep podcast starting July 22nd, we will have episodes every single Friday as we lead up to the opening kickoff on August 26th. So as a preview, here's what you have to look forward to July 22nd, we will have episode out with Paul Clark talking uh, with he and I talking about the best players in RHP history, at least uh, on the defensive side of the ball and on uh, as running backs. So uh, we break that down for you. A good 90 minute conversation there. Uh, July 29th, a conversation with Ryan McCullough, the senior phenom for Real Hondo Prep that has uh, some decisions to make here where he will be playing college ball in the future. But a fun conversation there. Uh, hopefully on August 5th, if I can put it together, uh, I want to talk with the class of 2003, four of my former teammates who 20 years ago in 2002 kicked off the first season of 11-man football in Real Hondo Prep history, one year after winning the school's final eight-man football championship. So we'll go back in time and talk with the, those old guys. Oh, I guess I'm an old guy too because I'm one of them. So it'll be five friends reminiscing about uh, the good old days, the first season of Real Hondo Prep 11-man football back in 2002. Uh, and on August 12th, I'll... We'll have an episode out with Clark Bollinger and Kyle Horton, the broadcast team for Real Hondo Prep Football. They will tell you all the ways that you can hear and uh, watch uh, watch the games on Friday nights uh, with uh, some new information that uh, fans will need. Uh, most games will be broadcast on the NFHS network, and you will hear all about that on that episode. And they'll tell you how to uh, how you can hear more of their content and stuff as well. So a fun conversation with the broadcast team that will air on August 12th. And then on August 19th, I'm going to have head coach Mark Carson back on the program to preview the upcoming season, talk about the El Monte Lions uh, for the game the following Friday, maybe a uh, another update on how the program is doing, how August practices have gone, what it's been like throwing the pads on, if uh, just any updated information there, the final episode before the season starts. And then on August 26th, once the season gets rolling, uh, we will not have Friday episodes any longer because we have games that uh, we'll be watching. And so what we will do is I will be at games most of the time having a pregame, a postgame uh, clip, video clip, maybe a halftime uh, clip, an interview with Coach Carson at halftime if he's up for it, definitely after the game. And then, of course, uh, the Sundays we'll put out our Charge to Keep podcast episodes as I talk to Coach Carson, recapping the game for Friday night and previewing the next opponent. So that is the schedule for now. I hope you guys are as excited as I am to put out this content. And as a reminder, if you have not done so already, go into Facebook, look up A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Real Hondo Pro Football. Give us a like, give us a follow. Uh, Instagram, same thing, Charge to Keep podcast. Uh, Twitter, Charge to Keep. Um, you can't you can't, uh, you can't not find us if you look for us. Uh, it should be easy to do so. And if you need help, reach out to me. Also, questions, topics, suggestions, uh, criticism, whatever, charge to keep pod at gmail.com. That's charge to keep pod at gmail.com. No A, just charge to keep pod at gmail.com. Guys, I am officially ready for the season. We are over a month and a half away. It's the middle of the summer, but it is what it is. We just keep counting down the days till that opening kickoff. I hope you guys will be with me all season. And I'm sure you guys will really like the July 22nd episode that I will release with Paul Clark, RHP football historian and expert uh, about some of the greatest players in RHP history. You don't want to miss that. I'm sure we'll get plenty of comments and uh, maybe some controversial for our controversial takes on that episode. Guys, this is going to be fun. I I'm excited. This is like the beginning of ESPN for me, like starting my own uh, podcast of, of Real Hondo 
uh, football specifically. We're going to take a deep dive all season, before the season, in the season, maybe even a little after the season. But it's going to be an exciting couple of months. I hope you'll be with me every step of the way. For those of you that are Get Home Safe podcast fans, uh, I'm still going to do that podcast probably on Tuesdays. Just me. I will be eliminating the Friday uh, long-form conversations for now while I put my heart and soul into the Charge to Keep podcast. So there will be Get Home Safe podcast through for a few more weeks here, through the end of uh, July, I think. But then right around that same time, July 22nd, the Charge to Keep podcast will take off weekly and uh, the Get Home Safe podcast will not come to an end, but take a little break and we'll just have me on Tuesdays rambling about my non-real hondo prep topics, my opinions on other things and such. So a couple of different podcast options for you. If you're a real hondo prep fan, you don't want to miss this podcast, a charge to keep because it's everything real hondo prep football. And uh, even though we're still a month and a half away from actual games, why not talk about it? Let's uh, dig deep and, and talk about the history and the future of RHP football. Cannot wait. That's enough for me, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Coach Carson, thank you very much for more insight and uh, your thoughts on uh, not just the summer, but uh, the direction of the program, the schedule, the, the teams. I mean, uh, the, the fan base is hungry and, and ready for another fun field season. And with you at the helm, good sir, uh, they are in very good hands. And when I got to criticize you, I definitely will. But I haven't had to very many times here the past few years. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be back July 22nd. You don't want to miss it. Mark your calendars. Friday Night Lights starts early with the Charge to Keep podcast. Friday nights for your official podcast of Real Hondo Prep Football. Guys, this is your friendly reminder to always be humble in victory and gracious in defeat because we always have a charge to keep. A charge to keep I have A God to glorify A never-dying soul to save and fit it for the sky. Arm me with jealous care, as in thy sight to live. And, O oh, thy servant, Lord, prepare a strict account to give.